Welcome to the Calvary Church Podcast. Amen. We'll move quickly on Psalm 107 and uh, verse 23. I'm going to read for you a portion of a very, very peculiar, very interesting, very strange passage of Scripture. And I'm going to show you two words that are here in the Bible. Some of you did not know were in there. Psalm 107, verse 23. And it says, they that go down to the sea in ships that do business in great waters, these see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. For he commandeth and raiseth the stormy wind which lifteth up the waves thereof. They mount up to the heaven, the waves do. Then they go down again to the depths. And these sailors, their soul is melted because of trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and are at their wit's end. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he bringeth them out of their distresses. He maketh the storm a calm so that the waves thereof are still. Praise God. Then are they glad because they be quiet, and so he bringeth them unto their desired haven. That's an interesting two words to me. How many of you knew that was in the Bible? They are at their wit's end. You ever told your kids that? You have got me at my wit's end. Well, today I want to talk to you for a few minutes from this thought. A place called wit's end. A place called wit's end. They mount up to heaven. They go down again to the depths. Has anybody ever felt that way? Like your life was on a roller coaster ride and you're you're on a high one minute and then you're down in the depths the next so much uh, so low uh, anyone here ever done what these sailors the writer talks about done melted because of trouble anybody here ever reeled to and fro and staggered like a, a drunken man because of trouble i, I want to talk to you about that place for a little while this evening lord you know what's going on here today. You know why every individual showed up. And Lord, you know what you wanted to do in their life while they're here in this church building this afternoon. It may be something very different from what they thought they came here for. Whatever your will is, we ask that be done here today as you teach us about what to do when we are at our wit's end. We ask it and thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you as you are seated. This is a very interesting psalm in this particular writing, this place called Wits Inn. You can see the setting is the deck of a ship, and uh, they, they are in a storm-tossed sea in great waves. You've either been in there. We've got some ex- Navy guys here and gals today, and I'm sure some of them have experienced what these men in Psalm 107 have. If not, you've seen it uh, in the media. Waves that go very high in the boat, depending on its weight. Uh, well, I guess 
even the heavier ships are have to succumb to the wave as it goes very high and then back down low and that continues over and over again as the powerful winds toss that ship back and forth to and fro so that none of the sailors to use uh, mariner or seagoing men and women's terminology they they can't find their sea legs so that they can't uh, walk good on the deck and they stagger across it the scripture says like drunken men and uh, the ships in that day would have suffered the tearing and the ripping of of sails as wave after powerful wave tossed that ship uh, at its will and it looked like at times that it's all over for them and these men these sailors began to despair and and they realize that they are helpless and they're vulnerable to the power of the elements they're unable to stop the storm as much as they would like they are powerless to save themselves and these sailors have come to a place in this psalm called wit's end and that place is actually more than just a geographical uh, place it's a condition it's a condition that affects all of us at one time or another every person every Christian and and really when you uh, apply it to our lives today it really just means wits in means you've exhausted all opportunity or way of getting out of the trouble that you're in and you're at a total loss as to what to do there's no escape there's no help there's no deliverance other than God himself and maybe there's somebody in this house today that has been at their wit's end before. Maybe there's someone here today that could describe their life right now at wit's end. And like these sailors who are mentioned here aboard this ship, you may have been going about your business as usual, moving on in your walk with the Lord and, and, and trying to make your way forward in life. And one day out of uh, nowhere, seemingly, a storm arises on the horizon and it comes crashing down the waves of life and life's troubles they they seem to be like that like waves on the sea they seldom come one at a time do they they usually come in succession like the waves in a storm one after the other after the other fast and furious mounting higher and then lower and then back high again and, and it's if the sun has gone down and the air has turned cold and icy and the winds of trouble are beating down and, and your soul, like Psalm 107 says, is melted because of trouble. The Hebrew word here for melted literally means your soul has fainted for fear. I want you to note in these verses who initiated the storm. The Bible says it was God that he himself initiated this particular storm that we read about. It says in verse 25, For he, meaning God, commandeth and raiseth the stormy wind. He's the one who brought the sailors to this place that they're in. He's the one that's raising the wind and stirring up the waves and tossing the ship. It's all his doing. Now, that's not the case in every storm in our life. But sometimes it is God at the heart of the origin of our storm. 
But you know what, ladies and gentlemen? I believe that there can be a great deal of encouragement to our faith when we go through times of trouble. When trouble especially seems to hit us from all sides. I, I think that we can have the knowledge that all trouble and storms of life have to pass through the permission of the Lord to those who walk with him. Some storms aren't caused by the devil. Hear me today, folks. Some storms aren't caused by sin. But the Lord brings us at times to our wit's end. And he has a purpose in it all. In fact, the scripture teaches us, it says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. Put up 1 Peter 4 and 12. Thank you. As though some strange thing happened to you. Somebody, somebody say this out loud. Think it not strange, but rejoice. That's what the next verse says. Think it not strange, but rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. When? At the end of the storm that he has allowed, when you have, have been changed, when you have seen what God can do in the midst of the storm and God's will has been done. I, I think we've heard it for many years. I've heard it all my life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I've, I've heard it preached uh, many a time at Easter. It's Friday, and God, uh, God's Son, the flesh of God, Jesus Christ, has died. Oh, but Sunday is coming. Hallelujah. Jonah spent three days in the belly of the whale, but after three days, joy came. Jesus spent three days in the center of the earth uh, after his death on the cross, but in three days' time, joy came to the world. Somebody hear me right now. I don't know where you're at or what you're going through, but I can tell you by the word of the Lord God Almighty that what you're going through shall pass. It's only temporary. Joy comes in the morning, and while you're walking through it, don't think it's strange. Don't think that, that God is surprised, and you shouldn't be surprised because you are a partaker of the divine nature, and you are a partaker sharing in the suffering of Christ. And as you suffer with him, you're going to rejoice in him. Hallelujah. Somebody hear a word from the Lord right now. His glory is going to be revealed in your situation. So hang in there. Hold on. Walk on. Look up. Shout to the Lord, even if it's only by faith that you know it's what you do. Even if it's all you've got is faith and you're doing it even though you don't feel like it, I'm telling you that the glory of the Lord is on its way down. And when his glory is revealed in you, when it's over, when the storm winds go to rest wherever God tells them to go, you're going to rejoice. And you're not just going to rejoice a little bit. You're going to rejoice with exceeding great joy. Oh, that's something to shout about today. Somebody clap your hands to the Lord for this promise. Joy comes in the morning. Hallelujah.
Let me tell you something. God is not surprised by your situation. God wasn't surprised when that storm hit you at all. He knew it was coming, and he's got it all in control. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. The devil is a liar. The power of the Holy Ghost is real. For somebody here today, Jesus is coming down the dusty road. The devil is about to be kicked out of your life. God is going to take you to another level, to a higher level. Everything's going to be all right. You're going to rejoice with exceeding joy. God is going to produce his glory in your life. I said, God is going to reveal his glory to you. Rejoice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm talking about a place called Wit's End. When human ability can't get the job done, where there's no escape, there's no solution, there's no answer. You can't figure your way out because there is no way out except through God. When you are at that place called wit's end, the promise is that God is going to reveal his glory to you. God is going to give you a miracle. Don't be confused. Don't be fearful. Don't draw, draw the wrong conclusion. Just hang on. Hang in there. God's going to give you the miracle that you need. Even though you might feel like it is the worst storm in your life, your trial may be whatever. They come in so many ways. It could be struggle of a financial nature. It could be troubles on the job, or maybe you don't have a job and you need one. It could be somebody slandering you. It might be family situations or a personal tragedy and there's a cloud hanging over you and and you you wake up in the morning and that that feeling is in your gut that dull ache is still on the inside of you that you had when you went to sleep finally the night before and it never seems to go away and i know the tears god has seen the tears that you have shed and made your pillow wet with them. And God knows the questions that you have are still unanswered. And you're groping in your mind for something, something, anything to hang on to that can give you some semblance of peace. And you actually have said to God, God, how can I endure this any longer? How much more? Uh, do I have to go through this? How long are you going to allow this storm to continue battering on me? When will it all end? Let me ask you a question. When did the storm stop for the sailors in this chapter that we read? When did God bring them into their desired safe haven, it said, and bring peace 
to their sea. Well, I can tell you, according to the psalm that we read, according to the word of Almighty God, two things that happened. First, the sailors came to their wits' end. What does that mean? It means the sailors in this situation gave up all hope for help. They came to the point where they said, there is no way, absolutely no way we can save ourselves. Nobody on earth can get us out of this. And the second thing that happened was at that precise moment when the sailors realized that, the Bible says they cried to the Lord in the midst of their trouble. I said they cried to the Lord. In other words, they turned away from their own logic, their own thinking, their own help. They turned away from their own power and strength, and they turned unto God, and they began to cry out to God and to God and, and alone and nobody else. They, they must have said something like this, God, I can't do this. I've tried everything I know, and I've come to the conclusion that I am helpless. I don't have the answer. I don't have any answer, and I am coming directly to you, God. I believe that you can help me. Scripture said it like this, then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he bringeth them out of their distresses. He maketh the storm a calm, so that the waves thereof are still. Then are they glad because they be quiet. So he bringeth them into their desired haven. Praise God. When did God calm the storm? When did God tell the waves to sit down? When did they become glad, the sailors, because there was finally peace? And when did God bring them into their desired haven when they came to this place called Wits End? He didn't do it when they were in control on their own. He didn't do it when they were able to figure it out on their own. But when they came to this place of humanless hopelessness, when they came to an understanding they had absolutely nothing on their own that could bring the answer to their situation, they turned to God. And they said to God, I've got to have you. God, at that moment, came into the situation and said, all right, I'm taking over this program right now. If you are a true child of God and you understand that doing things God's way instead of your way, when the two ways are different, then you are well on your way to being delivered from your wits end. If you are set, hear me now, God allows the storm for a reason. If you are set, if you've come to the decision that the best thing for you to do is to allow God to mold you in his image that he wants in your life, your battle won't stop until you reach that point, until you reach the point where you try as much as you can and finally decide to stop trying to figure it all out. Listen, your battle's not going to stop until you throw yourself completely in the hands of God. Until he has accomplished his eternal purpose in you, your trouble's going to continue. 
God said to the apostle Paul at his conversion, he said, Paul, why do you kick against the pricks? It's hard for you when you do that. Why don't you just turn it over to me? I'm telling somebody here today what God told Paul. The best thing that could happen in your life is when you quit fighting God and doing your own thing and give every single bit of yourself over to the working of the Spirit of God in your life. What are you saying, Pastor? Are you saying that I could be keeping the storm raging because I'm still trying to control it? That could very well be. You could be missing the calm that God wants to bring to you simply because you question the Lord. You question his love for you and his mercy. You could keep this thing raging because you continue to murmur and grumble and complain. That got the people of God in a lot of trouble in the Bible every time that happened. Listen to me. When you're at a place called wit's end, there isn't a psychiatrist, there isn't a psychologist, there isn't a doctor, there isn't a lawyer that can get you out of it. And you go to those people all you want. I'm not saying don't go to any of those folks. That's between you and God. What I am saying when, is this. When God gets you to a place where nobody on this planet, nobody born of a woman can solve your dilemma, if you continue going down the same road, you just might be keeping the storm raging. I, I wonder what would happen if, it, if we took that same time we give to somebody else and we came to church. Some of us decided, uh, I'm going to have an all-night prayer meeting. It's about time. I hadn't tried that yet. I'm going to spend some time talking to Jesus and not just my, now I lay me down to sleep five or ten minutes or 15 minutes a day. It's about time I got serious in talking to the Lord. How many in this house today believe with me that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever? If you believe that, then you still believe that he answers prayer. I'm sorry if this offends anybody today, but... A good two or three hour prayer meeting in the Holy Ghost praying through until you're talking in tongues as the Holy Ghost takes control of you will do you far more good than a hundred hours talking to some human being who hasn't got any more answers than you do. I'm telling you, Jesus is still the answer. Jesus is still the answer. There are some answers that only the Holy Ghost can provide. Hallelujah. Somebody listen to me right now. God keeps bringing people to wit's end until they learn to trust him completely. Until no matter how hopeless things appear, they will trust in God. Somebody needs to say that today. Somebody needs to look in the face of Jesus. Somebody needs to call on the face of Jesus. Somebody needs to invest some prayer, invest some fasting, invest some time into Jesus when you're at wit's end and call upon him because he has promised that he would reveal his glory to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
What I'm saying to you as I bring this to a close today, if you're at your wit's end, you are positioning yourself, if you will respond the way the Lord wants you to, to your problem, to your situation, you are positioning yourself for a miracle. A miracle for the power of God to be made evident and manifest in your life because God loves being able to do that. God is great. He's the most powerful thing in this universe. He created it simply by speaking the word out of his mouth. And quite frankly, he loves to show that off. And he has the right to do that. He can do anything he wants because he's God. Let's stand together. I'm going to open this altar in just a moment. Let me just say to you, in closing, if you have some questions in the corners of your mind, as the songwriter said, traces of discouragement and peace you cannot find, sometimes maybe reflections facing you every day, this one thing I do know, Jesus is the way. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, the Bible says, blessed is she that believes, blessed is he that believes, for thou shall be a performance of the things told her from the Lord. I'd like for us right now to just forget about every negative thing in our life, and I'm going to teach you right now the way to take the first step to get away from your wit's end. The first step is for you to forget about the storm. I know that's hard. Forget about everything that's negative in our life. And just, this is step number one. Offer up a praise to the Lord that, that, that you literally express your faith in God. And you do it to the point that you make the devil mad. You trouble the devil. I'd like for you to right now Praise God where you are. If you are at wit's end, the quickest way and the best way out is to praise him. That's number one. And number two, ask him to help you think, act, speak, live, exist in everything, in every way, in every choice, in every decision, in his will. Say, not my will, but thine be done in my life. I'd like to know if there's anybody that would like to do it for yourself or maybe there's somebody else you know. Maybe it's not you, but you'd like to come forward for somebody else and pray that prayer and pray, God, I praise you for their storm. Whether you're praising the Lord for your own storm or somebody else's, let's make our way to the front right now. If we really need the Lord, if you're concerned, really concerned about somebody Thank you for listening to the Calvary Church Podcast. Calvary Church is located at 406 North 44th Street in Mount Vernon, Illinois. Service times are Sunday school at 1 p.m. every Sunday, except the last Sunday of each month, and worship service at 2 p.m. Also, we have an all-church service at 6.30 p.m. on Wednesday. Calvary Church is affiliated with the United Pentecostal Church International. Thank you, and have a blessed day.